0: Hey everyone, welcome to another great episode of the Smooth Business Growth Podcast, where we share 15 minutes of fast-paced, pure marketing strategies proven to move the needle in your business. I'm your host and Captain Lindsay Phillips. I'm the founder of Smooth Sailing Business Growth, where we help busy entrepreneurs attract and convert customers faster through powerful and consistent content marketing. In fact, if you go to smoothbusinessgrowth.com at the end of the show, you can download your social media roadmap to help you do just that that. So folks, we know that Facebook advertising is key in building a business to extend our reach and grow our audience and our e-list, but so many business owners get frustrated with the amount of money spent, the potential reach, and of course, attracting their ideal client, which is key, right? So this is why I had to have social advertising expert and CEO of Divine Social, Tracy Reuter on my show. We're going to chat about how to get in front of the right people at the right time, so Let's set sail. Welcome aboard, Tracy. Great to be here, Lindsay. Thanks for having me. You betcha. And of course, we were chatting offline um, about Facebook and ads and just... You know, attracting the right people, warming people up. I mean, targeting can feel crazy elusive. Sometimes it feels like a crapshoot. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, what are we missing? What? Are, why do
1: we struggle with this? Well, I think there's a, there's a couple things, right? Um, sometimes, you know, it, we just we don't go deep enough. Um, yeah. target, targeting with Facebook can be like, if you make it the end all be all, I think you're missing the boat. But if you don't, if you don't give it enough. Um, honor and attention you're missing the boat there as well so it's kind of balancing the two right um sometimes we think that uh, I see people that get so nitty-gritty with their targeting that it's almost like they're they're over architecting it oh Um, and then then I see people who are like that's the best that you could do like you couldn't think any further than that so (laughs) (laughs) um Sorry, just want to be on That's honest. hilarious. Yeah. Like wow, there's so much more. In fact, I I've, I've got uh we have somebody on our staff that that's her entire job is is uh her job is research and audience building Ooh. because it is it is a really important
0: piece. It it totally is. I mean, and plus the part that I think a lot of people get hung up with too is that, you know, in the back end of Facebook ads, there's so many options and like variables. It's like yeah. Like, what are those options? Can you kind of talk about those options so we can kind of get it straight in our head a little bit? Yeah,
1: so there's three main things when it comes to targeting. And we, we call this section, this would be like cold traffic, right? So when you're looking yeah. at people who don't know you, they've never heard of you, they're not part of your ecosystem. So there's three big buckets that you can put cold traffic in. One would be interests, right? And so that's things like, sailing, right? I like sailing. I like the ocean. I, you know, I, it's, it's something very broad like that. Right. Um, then you have what's called lookalike audiences, and those are going to be built off of existing data that you have on your own business. So it could be um, lookalikes. Lookalikes are essentially Facebook takes their, um, they have, don't, don't be afraid, but they've got over 2000 data points on all of us. Oh yeah. As a business owner, it's, it's, it's not, it's not a bad thing, right? So Um, they've got all this data. And so what they do is you take your website traffic and you say, Facebook, give me the people who most look like these people, right? So they take those data points and they match it. So you can do lookalikes off of website traffic, off of fans, off of Instagram engagers, off of purchasers, off of people who have opted into your email list. So that's a whole opportunity. And what's cool, Lindsay, is you can do everything from um, 1% of the Facebook uh, ecosystem to 10 percent. So that list can be can be huge, right? So that's all also cold targeting, right? People who most look like. Whoever you're asking Facebook to match. So that's that's number two. So number one was interests. Number two is the look likes. And then number three is something that we're starting to test more and more. And that is what is essentially broad audience targeting. And this is kind of a little bit the wild wild west right now. But that <laughs> we have a client where you know all we're doing is we're saying okay we want women between the ages of 18 and 65. Facebook, go get us what we need um now we typically only use that in situations where there's been a lot of data on the account right. so if, you, if you're just getting started I would not start with broad audiences Fair <laughs> that enough. might not be the right place but it is actually a viable option these days that it didn't used to be you know just a you know a short period of time ago so those are the three big buckets and then interests you can break out into a couple of different things right you can look at things like um you know, actual Facebook pages, people, personas, shows, books, authors, groups, um, hobbies. Like, there's so many different ways to really dive into it. Um, one of the things we do is we we really we do this avatar map of our clients' clients and think, okay, who's the ideal person and what what are their, you know, their psychographics, not just their demographics, not just they have kids, you know, not, not just that. Right. But like, what do they like? I like that term by the way. Oh, the psychographics. (laughs) Psychographic. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So demographics is right. what we all know, right. Age, you know, sex, all that kind of stuff. But the psychographics is the, is the who we really are. Right. Like, um, like you know, are they a Game of Thrones addict? Um, mm-hmm. It's really funny. Yesterday, one of uh, one of the gals on my team, she's uh, she just had a baby a few weeks ago, and she got targeted with this ad, um, helping to people who really drink too much wine to stop drinking. But strangely enough, you know, we can see how she was targeted. And she was targeted with people who like wine and who like this Christian author. And we were like, oh Oh, interesting. Well that's really interesting. Do they know like is there something we don't know about? You know? So sometimes it's just being creative to really understand who it is that you're trying to talk to.
0: I love that. And and yeah, and I love kinda you almost have to extend your thinking of, you know, who you want to target. And I love like those people that are following these people, Um, you know, those people that are are going to this page or, you know, like people that, I don't know, are following Frank Kern, like those people love to do online marketing. So they would be my, you know, potentially an ideal client. Potentially, right. Yeah. So like thinking in those different lines. And I think once you're exposed to those different options are variables, the wheels can start turning and you're like, ooh, the options. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, Lindsay, here's what I think people are missing. Okay. And I and I see this a lot, right? You spend all this time and energy. You develop an offer. You work really hard. You get all your emails written. You get your landing page looking beautiful. And, you, you know, you've done all this work and you're freaking exhausted, right? Like, you've got everything ready to go. Uh-huh. You're like, oh, crap. Okay, I should probably run some ads. And by that point, your, your tank is empty. Like, your creativity is empty. Yeah. Your tank is empty. And you essentially just want to slap something up and you put a couple of interest in there and then you don't get the results you want and you think, oh, Facebook ads don't work where we actually have to treat that as a huge part of the process, just like the offer creation the other piece. And so dedicating some time, it might be, you know, 30 minutes, it might be an hour, it might be two hours of just sitting down and brainstorming. If you saw the spreadsheets we have for every single client and all of the possible interests, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. I
0: can well imagine. Yeah. Because
1: we're going to always, you know, of course, you know, we're running, we manage right now about $3 million in ad spend. And so it's, uh, you know, we we have to constantly be testing new things, but it's Mm -hmm. no different if you're running, uh, you know, $10 a day, you you need to have all those audiences waiting for you so you can test them.
0: That's so true. And you brought up a good point about how people, yeah, they just throw together some ad, test it, and then it doesn't work. But it's like, just like the landing page, like, you want to increase the conversion. So you want to tweak the headline, split test, whatever. You want to do the same thing and give the same attention to your Facebook ads.
1: Yeah. And people get worried because, you know, they're putting money behind it, right? Like there's yeah, I I, know. I, <laughs> the co-host of, of my my podcast um, years ago when I first started really going deep into to paid social, she'd be like, oh my gosh, it's so stressful. It's like playing, you know, it's like going to Vegas and putting it all yes. on black. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, you have to think about it as you're getting data. Like you're putting some you're investing money into, to accelerating your data collection. Like this is priceless information. And so that's why she builds uh, funnels. And that's why I do paid social because we saw it differently.
0: that's (laughs) hilarious. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, you're so right. It's, it's such great data and you're learning more about your avatar and once you dial things in and you know something that works like gangbusters like I've got a client that does a Facebook ad and it's been worked for a year and I'm like isn't that stale can you find any more people that want it
1: (laughs) which is rare by the way I mean we have a few of those as well but that that is that's actually getting harder and harder so yeah I mean sometimes we just we don't we give up too soon and we don't you know we don't let it get a chance to actually get some life behind it
0: percolate Yeah. yeah that's a great tip for sure. Have patience people. <laughs> yes,
1: oh my gosh, have we, we have a, there's a, a, um, a saying in, in, in advertising in general whether it's paid social online or it's billboards or whatever and it's it's that um, th- there's a chickening out period for even the yeah. biggest of advertisers and it happens usually around um, the third invoice, right? Which would, be <laughs> 90, which would be 90 days and typically we don't see optimization until 120 to 180 days so be patient, like have yes. a long term, long game mindset. Um, you're business. Well, thank you.
0: Good to know. Thank you for that reminder. Now, I do want to touch upon because you brought up, you know, targeting for cold audiences. Um, And I've seen people that they want to, you know, throw up ads to a cold audience, even to buy things, and it's like not necessarily going to work. How do you warm up a cold audience so that they like you and want to sign up?
1: Yeah. So this is absolutely huge. Um, and we've, we've been developing some IP for a while now, I call it the three pillars to successful social ads. And the three components are, are the three pillars basically are, um, audience building engagement and conversions. Mm. And it's the intersection of those three. That's truly the sweet spot. And so this is something that, um, as, is. is paid social changes going into, you know, 2020 and beyond. It is a, it's a social platform. It's not, this isn't Google, right? This isn't search. Um, this is not intent based, right? Where people are looking for your solution. Yeah. And up until this point, Lindsay, I shouldn't say up until this point, but for a really long time, you could slap up an ad that says, Hey, I'm awesome. Buy this. And it would work sometimes, you know, and that's changing like that. People are just not down with that anymore. And so we've been seeing this trend for a while now. And so we really focus on helping our clients build out those three pillars in a, you know, we all know sales funnels, right? We've got our landing page and our thank you page, you know, we've got all those things, but you need to have an advertising funnel, Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a down and dirty way to do this. If you're new or you are small, um, and this works regardless of the size of your of your business, what we do is we rely heavily with our clients on video. Video is consumed like crazy. Um, little tip for you, make sure it's mobile optimized because more and more of the traffic is mobile to the oh, point totally. now where I'm starting to not even run stuff on the desktop for some mm. of our big clients because we're just, I, I did an analysis the other day and out of our biggest client last year with about a million dollars spent on ads, 92% of all of their purchases came from mobile.
0: Wow. That's a big stat. It's
1: a big stat, right? So it was like, why are we spending any money on desktop? If they're not even buying, you know? So, so make sure if you're going to do this, make sure you have a mobile optimized video, right? So a one, one by one is ideal because it works on all the different, all the different Facebook platforms. And then what you want to do is think about, I love, oh my gosh, it's such an oldie, but a goodie, but Stephen Covey's seven habits of highly effective people. If you've never mm. read it, put it in your library. It's a good book. Um, But one of the principles, one of the habits is starting with the end in mind. So the end is, what do you want your prospect to do? You want them to buy from you? You want a strategy call? Like, what is it? Like, what's that ultimate end goal? Once you figure out what that is, then stop and ask yourself, all right, what information, what do they need to know, what what do they have to have um, between their ears in order to get to that step, right? How Right. How can they fall in love with you? Because when we put up an ad and we've never built a relationship, that's the equivalent of some dude or some chick coming up to you and saying, hey, you're hot, let's get married. Right? Totally. We joke about it, but we do it. True. <laughs> right? I know we do it. So if you start with the end in mind, you know what you want to do. And then you work back logically. What is what's missing from that potential prospect? Like, what do they not know about that they need to know that if they knew would move them one step closer to doing business with me? And then what you do is you create an amazing video around that topic, around that information. You don't make it about you. You don't make it how amazing you are. You make it about how you help them. You make it about that person. And then essentially what you do is you use that video to test all the audiences that you did research on. And you put that into the newsfeed and you start running that ad and you start letting it get some traction and you start seeing who's responding and who isn't. And in the meantime, Lindsay, you have this beautiful thing called a video view audience. You're able to build an invisible audience of all the people who watch that video, who are now warmed up and in your ecosystem, and then you can decide what to do with them next. Sometimes it is making an offer next. Sometimes it's another piece of information that they need to get one step closer. It all goes back to the customer journey and understanding how people go from being complete strangers to falling madly in love with you. Now, one of the biggest things that we're seeing that is, I think is going to set businesses apart in 2020 and beyond, okay, is the people who can build the biggest lukewarm audience are the ones that are going to win, right? So you remember, <laughs> remember how we used to say the people with the biggest lists, like, you know, he yes. has the biggest list. All right. Well, scratch that. The biggest, what I call lukewarm audience, these are people who have been introduced to your ecosystem. They might not be traditional warm traffic. They, but they maybe they've consumed a video, they've clicked through to a blog post. If you can literally mushroom out that audience size, you are going to fast track your business because you are starting to build a no like and trust factor mm-hmm. that will make
0: your conversion soar. Love it. Yeah. It's, it's old, man.
1: It's it's really big. We we yeah. realized recently as a team that we're not doing a good enough job even highlighting that to our clients because that is the key to the success of all of our client campaigns is that lukewarm traffic. Yeah. It's really, really focusing on that. Yeah and not getting so hung up about the conversions. I mean, granted, yeah, we still all need to make money, right? Like we're not in this for, you know, we're not in this for fun or for, you know, it's not a it's not a uh non-for-profit yes we've got to focus on the right behavior and it's one thing comes before another it's all
0: about sequential you know actions it's kind of like a one-two punch kind of scenario you know what I mean
1: exactly exactly I Our biggest time. client, um, we're, we've been working with them to scale them. And I remember thinking like, gosh, why are these people spending so much of their budget on building audiences? And I was so dumb. You know, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> and, you know, here, here they are, you know, smart as a fox. And I'm over here thinking that I'm the, you know, the brilliant one. And the truth was is that now that I look at the decisions that they made. Now granted, this is yeah. a nine nine figure company. This isn't a tiny business. I have seen firsthand what ballooning up that lukewarm audience has done to their yeah. conversions. And we've passed that along to all of our other clients. And now it's just a matter of reminding our clients, like, hey, like, yes, okay, this was our ROAS this month. This was a return on ad spend. But look at how many new people we got into the lukewarm traffic yes. level that we can now move through the process. That's
0: everything. And that's the thing too. I think um, part of the approach is that, like you said, the right thing where it's a long-term game. Where yeah, you want some short-term, you know, sign-ups for your webinar and what have you, but like there is that long-term element. And I think people get it in their head that because I'm doing a Facebook ad, I'm going to get like instant ROI.
1: <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, Facebook. So I think Facebook um, or you know Instagram or any social ads should be kind of like, all right. I'm gonna, I decided I'm gonna do email marketing, right? Email marketing isn't a one time hit. It's Mm-mm. a. It's an ongoing, um, long term, essentially lifetime habit of your business. And I believe that your social ads should be the same thing. That you should go yeah. at it from a standpoint of you're always going to have ads running. Your goal is to create a machine that is always yes. taking these cold interests and funneling them through into your ecosystem so that you can woo them and, and like have them, don't we all want clients that um, and customers that just are madly in love with us. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, right, yeah. I just, I just asked a couple of my trusted clients a scary question today. Like, you know, what are we, you know, what do you think is the best thing about working with us? And what do you think is the worst? And I was like, oh, I don't want to hear the worst. But of course, you know, the client who's the most in love with us is the one who answered first. And it's like, oh my God, I love what I do. Like, this is so good. I
0: know. That's, and, that's and awesome.
1: That's what the, that's what, if you're really doing social ads, right, that's how you should be thinking of it. I am, I am intentionally creating a process to get these strangers to slowly and Mm -hmm. systematically fall in love with me or my offer or my company. That's how we should be looking at it instead of just like, Hey, I gotta, you know, I gotta make this sale. And if we could kind of shift our thinking, I think it would change the kinds of ads we see in the newsfeed. It would just be a better experience for everybody.
0: I agree. And it's like, even the types of ads um, that you see nowadays, they are more like let's connect like relationshipy they're not like hard. there are some hardcore sales but I'm starting to see more and more of that feeling if for lack of better terms yeah, well, people are starting to wake up. Like I've been yeah. talking
1: about this three pillars thing for the last four years, and apparently I've not been talking about it loud enough. But now I'm starting <laughs> to hear some of my some of my peers and you know some of some other people in the industry you know say the same thing. Like I, one of my closest friends, she is the director of accounts for a huge Facebook advertising agency. They do you know I think they do they manage as much in like two weeks as my team does in a year, right? And she and I used to get into these arguments about this whole concept of you know warming people up. And one day you know. I can't remember what she said to me and I was like, okay, you know why it doesn't work for you is you're not using, you're not using intentional congruent content. You're just slapping up something and hoping that it's going to go to the next step. That's why that whole Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind concept Mm. is super important and work backwards.
0: Yes. Yes. I love that. Man, you have packed a lot in the last 15 <laughs> minutes, girl.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's a I it's a topic I, you know, gosh, we we do this and I swear to god I do this in my sleep sometimes. I'm sure. I just really believe that if this is, you know, if more people understood how to do this the right way, we would see so many people, so many people's businesses just really explode. So it's fun. I love. Thank you for having me on to talk about it.
0: You betcha. And I know you've got like a mini class that you can share with our listeners. And I would love for people to connect with you, ask questions, and kind of check out what you're all about.
1: Yeah, I'd love, you know, if anyone has any questions or wants to dive in more. We actually have um, the three pillars that I mentioned earlier. I have a, a free mini class that kind of goes into it in more depth. Sweet. And you can get to it. Um, we've got a special page for Smooth Business uh, growth, uh Listeners, and if you go to divinesocial.com dot forward slash sbg, um, mm-hmm. you will find it there, and the, all the ways to to connect with me on social or also on that page. So,
0: perfect, perfect. Thank you so much. I know I've learned, and just kind of yeah, it, it helps me think about my Facebook ads that I'm about to launch, um, and just warming people up and putting the social back into social advertising. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've given us so many great tips. Thank you so much.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Lindsay.
0: Awesome, folks. So this week's 50-minute cruise to move the needle in your business has come to an end. Thanks again to Tracy, who is awesome. And if you are looking to achieve faster growth through content marketing, look no further than smoothbusinessgrowth.com. Have a profitable and productive week, and may the winds always be at your back.